Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series Podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now here's your host, the CEO of the Youngstown Publishing Company, Jeff Leo Herman. I think it's pretty cool stuff that's happening that's going on here in Warren in the Voltage Valley. Um, but, you know, sometimes people say, like, you can tell me, but I have to kill you. And stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, okay. Like, I don't want to get killed. Right. <laughs> well, so for the benefit of our Facebook audience, just Rick, uh, and this is, this is once again dual purposing. So before we do every recording, we actually, for the benefit of, of our amazing video producers and audio producers, so you have to say and spell your name oh, yeah. and give your title and where we're at. Um, my name is Rick Stockberger, R-I-C-K-S-T-O-C-K-B-U-R. G-E-R, and I am president and CEO of Bright Energy Innovators. Bright Energy Innovators. And hello everyone, Jeff Leo Herman, CEO of the Youngstown Publishing Company. So Rick, I think we're ready to get into the podcast recording portion. Is that correct, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, do the clap. I'm just gonna sync this in post. That's, that's what happens. I know all, of the, all yeah. about that. Well, you're, you have a long media history, too. I, a little bit, yeah. We, yeah. we did some work in that space. So. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to cover it all today. So Steve just did the clap. He's got, that's that little blip he looks for when he gets all the tracks back to the office and starts the editing process. But I'd say we'll probably keep this rolling on Facebook as long as possible. Sure. Um, do you want to give everyone just a quick high-level overview of what we're, what's most exciting here at Bright today, um, if they can't hang long, right? Just give, give us the yeah. quick hit. Like. No, absolutely. Um, so when I think about Bright and who we are and what we do, you know, we're the state of Ohio's only energy incubator. So we help companies from all across the state create jobs and create new technologies in the energy space. But one of the most important things about us is we're located right here in downtown Warren on Courthouse Square. Uh, over the last couple of years, we've seen electrification come to the EV market or to the auto industry, uh, as well as in other spaces. And so as Voltage Valley is emerging, um, you know, Bright gets to be on the forefront of those new technologies and helping those companies create more jobs uh, and get more technology into that space, which turns into really good paying jobs for our talented young people uh, that might not even be in the Mahoning Valley right now. They might just be from here and realizing, hey, I want to get back, and I want to get back to a bucolic, idyllic place yeah. uh, like the Mahoning Valley, so. Well, that's cool, and, and it's funny, you say Voltage Valley, that's a term we've used a lot. I mean, it's currently, it's currently, uh, is that Mike? <laughs> yep. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Mr. You're Ripko. in the middle of a multimedia our board chair session. Can make a, our board chair can make a... Uh... <laughs> no, this is, no, this is part of our, the dynamic process. Yeah. So that's Mike Ripko. Hey, yeah. Mike. Good to see you. Bright's board chair. We're live and we're um, recording. We're doing a multimedia production. Excellent. Thanks for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, Voltage Valley, that, what, what's funny is that term has been around about a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, it's a fantastic way to brand our community yeah. and, our, um, and where we're heading as, as a broad region. And I'd say it's, at first it was like, felt like marketing and it felt like, ah, this is cool and we'll yeah. adopt that. But at, the other morning I heard the president of General Motors, 
um, he was accepting his award at the chamber event, um, say Voltage Valley, like yeah. five times. Yeah. So that, that, that means it's very real and significant, right? If someone mm -hmm. from Detroit who, you know, he's born and bred in Detroit, if he right. can like, you guys are Voltage Valley, then that, I think that's meaningful and substantial. Would you agree with that or not? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, when you think of a brand, the good brands actually mean something, right? Yeah. They actually... You know, it's not just like, oh, we're we're this, and like, but there's actually no substance to that. Right. Right. Um, you know, as we see, you guys just reported on Tata Steel hiring 42 new people in rechargeable batteries. Um, like, it's not just Altium and Lordstown Motors that are doing this. Aptiv's right. down the street. Tata, like Tata Thomas Steel Strip and others. Like, we've been doing this for some time. I mean, the only energy incubator in the state was here before right. Lordstown Motors and Altium thought about. That's it. right. So. You know, this is something that we've been positioning this region for for much longer than the last two years. It's just now coming to fruition and now the economic development organizations and the for-profit companies are adopting and saying, wow, this is true. This is who we are. This right. is our future. Right. Um, and that's what we want to see happen. So Bright's making an impact here in a hyper-local standpoint, right? So literally in downtown Warren and, and there, it's a ripple effect into the broader Mahoning Valley, but you're making a statewide, if not national impact. Is that fair to say that we're completely on the map and dominating yeah. this space? No, absolutely. I mean, you know, when we started uh, getting involved in the national clean tech ecosystem was something that was important to me personally. Mm -hmm. um, I always wanted to see what are the best practices that are happening in Boston? And what are the best practices that are happening in Los Angeles and Chicago? And so I sought out those leaders uh, of those energy incubators and I said, well, how can we do this in Warren, Ohio? Um, this is a place that you might not think of that happening. Uh, and so understanding that we can take the best practices from the nation and apply them right here um, and then we can give energy companies unfair advantages to starting their companies because we have that national ecosystem that can help provide funding and all of these items. And at the end of the day, it, it, I always joke about this, it was really funny at the time. I was in Denver, uh, Colorado for an IN2 uh, meeting, which IN2 is Wells Fargo National Renewable Energy Lab, the best incubators in the country. And then all of a sudden, Ramsey Huntley from uh, Wells Fargo stands up and just says, President Trump has just tweeted that Workhorse is taking over the GM plant and electric vehicles are the future of, of the country. And everybody's like, Rick, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'd rather be lucky than good in some ways. Yeah, and, right. And right. so, you know, seeing that from both sides of the aisle, there's a strong future uh, in elect vehicle electrification, and I happened to be on a national, I was like literally speaking on a national scale at that moment in time when that was announced, and the rest of the incubator network said, wow, Mahoning Valley is a great place. Right. This is a place that we want to look at to be a part of this electrification future. So, so we're gonna, actually going to go into our traditional questions we do on the BrainGate Youngstown Leadership Podcast, because as a child... Did you think that you'd be sitting here, you know, kind of at the forefront of our future, uh, you know, running the bright energy innovators? You know, as, as a child, I always like to uh, talk about, you know, the way I was raised, and my dad was a steel worker. Um, and I, I remember, you know, as a young man, like, there's a smell 
to a steel worker, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. there's that factory smell. Yeah. Like it comes back to me. It almost makes me tear up right now thinking yeah. of when my dad would come in at 2.30 every day um, and you would, you know, get that smell. And my dad, you know, worked in a blast furnace making uh, train couplings. And so I always thought like, man, how cool. Like my dad like connects the world of rail and imagine all the products and the things that happen because of what my dad is doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like that's really cool stuff. And so, you know, as, as a as a young person, I always knew that I wanted to be a part of connecting things. Um, that's what my father had done. Um, you know, my mother was just absolutely brilliant, and I, that's what I always knew that I wanted to do. And then what I found out that I was good at, except for while my dad was making physical train couplings, I realized I was good at making connections. I was right. good at networking. Right, I was right. good at these things. And then I also just had this unbelievable attachment um, to this region. And so after high school, I was one of those many kids that uh, went to college for a year and was like, I'm not quite ready for this. Uh, I'm having more fun networking yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> than I am studying and uh, went on to join the military. And that's really where I got some of the discipline uh, that was necessary to go on and get my undergraduate degree and get my um, master's uh, degree knocked out and whatnot. And, and I have to say, thank you for your service. Oh, Seriously. Yeah. I, what, what was that decision-making process? Was it, did you always look towards military service or is that just you were evaluating kind of the current situation? And yeah, so, you know, growing up, I, I, was, I was the kid that uh, was playing war uh, yeah. every day. Um, had a just fascination with World War II um, and, and what went into that. And um, so I'd always like cared a lot about the military. Um, and you know, being raised in kind of rural Ohio, we grew up surrounded by farms. I worked on farms all my life. Like, mm -hmm. it was just kind of a natural, like, if you don't figure out how to be a farmer and you don't figure out how to go to college, military's a really good way to go figure it out. Right, yeah, 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 <laughs> right. No, you're right, um, yeah. And, yeah. And so it was, you know, kind of all of those things mixing and matching together. So it, it, it's funny because at first I was like, in high school, I was like, I think I want to be a teacher. Like, I think I want to teach. Like, I think that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always, I'm one of those people that I don't ever learn anything until I teach it. Right. Like, right, right. it's just totally weird and bizarre that I have to, like, force myself to get into a situation to talk about something that, right. uh, to, like, be like, oh, wait, I understand that because I just said it. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, from that standpoint. And so, like, it was, I was going to be a teacher or I was going to be a police officer or, like, service. Like service is what and led me to the military. You know, I was a bartender for a minute. Like, you know, helping people is what I realized kind of early on that is what mm -hmm. I wanted to do. Um, I just didn't know what that job was. Right, right. And so you you were were overseas, right? Were you in yep. Iraq? Uh, no, never made it to Iraq. Afghanistan and Afghanistan. Kosovo. Yep. And Kosovo. Yep. Okay. And was that was that experience? Um, did that really inform? the way you operate today, or what did you take away from that experience? Yeah, it was interesting in Kosovo, I was actually the um, youngest uh, and lowest ranking person to ever lead squad level missions on the Serbian border. So wow. um, it was quickly, quickly recognized by my leadership and uh, up to the general that I had, uh, the way you get promoted in the army isn't always necessarily the best, best way that shows what your leadership potential is. And so as a young corporal, they started saying, hey, you need to be doing the work of a staff sergeant. 
uh, and actually leading these missions, and you're able and capable of doing this uh, regardless of your rank. And so that was actually one of the first times that uh, you know somebody believed in me, right? Uh, more so than my rank or my position, but actually my ability. So they actually spotted you and just said, Even, this guy has potential, let's give him more yeah. challenge. And then sometimes I, I was like, could I just get paid what I was supposed to get paid? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, at any rate, so you know, that was like the first time through that um, for me that I, I kind of got recognized uh, as having really good leadership potential and went through a warrior leader course through that and was an honor graduate of that program in the military. Um, and then you know, through Afghanistan, um, you know, we oversaw, we were in northern Afghanistan, um, so Boglin province, Kunduz province, uh, you've probably seen a lot of uh, media about, uh, you know, the, the fights that went on there, and I was an infantryman, so we were really, really deeply into that. We oversaw the first actual election in 2009 in Afghanistan, Wow! and we're in charge of, you know, mostly northern Afghanistan with the Germans uh, on making sure that that went off, so once again, like, I, I care so much about politics as well, and that comes back to like I got to see people for the first time like have a blue thumb uh, because they got to vote for the first time in their life and mm -hmm. how proud of they were of that. Um, and so that's why you know when I came home of uh, being able to see you know everything that um, it means to be an American citizen, some of the things that we take for granted, um, you know I got to see somebody's you know first step of freedom, which right. in, in many ways is that efficacy of, of voting. Um, and another thing that, you know, I take home from that uh, every day is like afterwards, uh, because a lot of that combat, I deal with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, which is something that I'm relatively comfortable talking about mm -hmm. as, as many as anybody can, but it's important to note that, um, you know, a lot of us veterans come back with that, and a lot of us deal with that in many different ways. And um, just because that's something that you end up with doesn't mean that's something that defines your leadership path or right. your projection. In some ways, it's something that you can use to further yourself. So, do you feel like are you, if you don't mind me asking, is it something that you're you get support? Do you have the support you're, yeah, you need? Or you're, so, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, no, and I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so, you know, I still see a counselor monthly on that and work through the VA. And, uh, you know, that's still something that, you know, it's one of those things that I don't know that I'll ever not have. Um, but it's something that, you know, if you get work on and you care about and you build on and like all of that, it's something that you can deal with and be a very productive member of society. Right. And so, you know, getting help is the thing that changed my life, uh, right. hands down. It was immediately out of the army, it was, uh, you know, alcohol and things like that that I dealt with. And when I understood what was actually going on, and, uh, as I got married and had kids, I needed to make adjustments and understand a little bit about what I was dealing with. Hmm. And so that's, you know, something that um, when I went out and got help, that's what changed. That's what right. changed my personal trajectory and all right. that. And then that puts you in a position to give back because this, you know, Bright is a, it's a job, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's a mission. Yeah. And so you're giving back every day by the work you're doing here. So does that help as well? Yeah. Just knowing that you're on a mission? No, absolutely. And, and that's what, you know, when I went back, when we just talked about like what you wanted to do when you grew up and I knew it was service. Like, yeah. that's why I run a nonprofit. Like, that's why I was in the military. Like, that's, 
the trajectory that I feel like has been you know, put on me and the things that I've had to overcome um, to get here uh, you know, are, are things that are not easy. Right. Um, and right. being able to give back and to help focus on how do I be a part of the solution uh, to bring jobs to you know, one of the you know, military isn't the only way that you get PTSD. Uh, right. Right. You know, there's a lot of people out, out, out in our community that deal with it undiagnosed every day. And so there's many, many ways to deal with that. And, you know, I think helping create good paying jobs for folks is something that can help, you know, on that trajectory. Right. Wow. Rick, this is, um, this is impactful stuff. This is, you know, as long as I've known you, right, and mm -hmm. I see you a fair amount, it's cool to have the opportunity to kind of go this deep yeah. because that's, you know, it's the benefit of uh, having a t chance to sit down and have a long form conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're going to do, we're going to learn everything about what Bright has planned three weeks from now. <laughs> so we're going to cut the Facebook live feed. What do you think, Steve? Yeah. And then you have to listen to the podcast to get the rest of this, the top secret plans that will be revealed. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, this, uh, once again, Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Podcast, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, yeah. iOS, Android. Check out Android. Bright's social media yeah. to, right. to find it right. as well. Right. So. Oh yeah, and by the way, businessjournaldaily.com, it's under Brain Gain section or the podcast section. We certainly do appreciate uh, you getting a look behind the scenes at us recording today, but we're going to cut the Facebook live feed. Probably not going to go on Clubhouse today. Okay. But maybe later. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, well, you have to listen to the podcast to get the rest of this because we're going to keep rolling. So thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. All right. Okay. Do you want to hit the publish button? <laughs> Share. All right. I really can't stand seeing myself. Oh, whatever, Mr. Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> well, but um, no, Rick, this is, well, and we're still rolling. Yeah, we're still rolling. And it's all, yeah. it's all staying in. Steve, okay. this is 100% okay. pre-clap even. It's staying <laughs> Pre-clap. So yeah, we want to get into, all right, so we're continuing the podcast, right? So we just ended the Facebook Live session. I'm just breaking down the equipment a, a little bit here, but... Um, I want to shift gears, you know, leadership style and philosophy. So what's it take? You have a lot of stakeholders, right? There's yeah. a lot of stakeholders in the community, people that are forward looking, people maybe that are holding on mm -hmm. to certain things. I mean, how do you, you know, because energy and, and new methods of, you know, basically creating things, yeah. uh, there are often winners and losers, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's just, the, that's a capitalism, winners yeah. and losers. So um, what leadership style do you have to kind of yeah. drive your mission? You know, I, I always think, and I tell this story a lot, um, but one of the most influential stories in my life, actually going back to my love for World War II, was uh, Major General Charles Canham. Um, and, you know, this dude at the time was uh, a captain uh, and, he went with his, his unit, overtook a, a German bunker, um, had you know a somebody a much larger unit um, that he overtook with you know some fine soldiers, and uh, the, at the end of the day, the Germans ended up surrendering. 
and a much higher ranking German officer than him <laughs> uh, ended up surrendering. And so one of the things that that German officer said during, you know, when he was getting ready to uh, surrender was asking around, like, what are your credentials? Like, who am I to be surrendering to you? Right. Uh, as you're much lower ranking than me and stuff like that. And uh, Charles Canham looked back at his soldiers and said, these are my credentials. And so that's something that I've always taken to heart, um, that it doesn't matter what Rick Stockberger does in this position or you know, from that standpoint, it's are the companies that we're working with creating jobs. Uh, like, what's the real metrics of what we're doing? And those are my credentials. Uh, my team, everybody that's here that's just so amazing and performs at such a high level all the time, mm -hmm. you know, those are my credentials. And so when it comes to a leadership style, it's not pointing to myself or anything like that being right. It is pointing to real data. It's pointing to real jobs. It's pointing to real people that are experts in the space. The only thing I can do is highlight their voices and help amplify them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the end of the day, you know, the decisions will be informed. Right. And that's what we want is informed decisions for this community. Right. Now, in the military, was it very much, you know, when you were leading at a young age, did you, did you use more influence or collaboration or demands? Like, what was your balance? I screamed at everybody yeah. all the time. No, actually, it's, it's funny. I, uh, um, I, only, I only screamed at somebody once. <laughs> and it wasn't pretty. It, yeah. uh, my, my, my wife always jokes that we've been together for 10 years now, and she's like, She's never heard me raise my voice, <laughs> and she's terrified for the day. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm yeah joking, yeah, yeah. but like yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's um, having making sure that you know you're cool under pressure, and that both you take the good and the bad is something important. But at at the end of the day, everybody and kind of how I've operated, everybody that you meet has a skill set, and they have a desire to be valuable, mm -hmm. like. And that's what it is. And then how do you take their skill set and give, put them into their best and highest use? And so like, the only thing that I feel like I am personally exceptional at is meeting somebody, understanding what they do, what they can bring to the table, and then introducing them to a task or a person that can help fulfill them. Mm -hmm. I always joke like, if you ever want a job, like call me. Because some way, somehow, like, I will find you the best job that you've ever had. It won't, might not be with my organization. Yeah. It probably won't be with my organization. Right. Right. But like, I, I joke about my friends that have gotten jobs at Techstars and others, and it's been just introductions that I've made because I'm like, this person's awesome at X, and you need X. Right. Um, and so when it comes to mentoring startups and items like that, it also makes it a little bit easier because I can go like, oh, this startup does this and they do this very very well and so I got to help them kind of focus on being exceptional at what they do mm -hmm. and then I can go in my head and say well first energy needs this that's a good connecting again back and to so, train connectors yep <laughs> and I see it all coming together so then do you um, you know from the standpoint of well I want to get into leadership mistakes that's typically where we go next and you know, out of the spirit, because we've broken the fourth wall a thousand times already today, <laughs> this is where we stop and say, 
But first, let's take a break and hear from our sponsors, and that's always very important, right? Yeah. Because with that, honestly, we're, we're on missions, right? We're on the Brain Gains mission, Bright's on a mission, mm -hmm. and it requires financial support. Yeah. Period, right? <laughs> and, and it's collaborative, it's transparent, and the people that are in the mission, mm -hmm. hopefully there's benefit impact to them as well, but yeah, yeah. we certainly always appreciate people that fund the mission. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. absolutely imperative. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and you know, it's important for us to make sure that we relay the mission. Right, um, right. So. Well, that's true, communication. <laughs> yep. That's something we've talked about. So we'll take a quick break and then be right back. The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort, and we'd like to thank our headlining sponsors, including Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. Also included are Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of the Mahoning Valley. And we're back. <laughs> oh, we did it! Good. Was that Thanks. enough of a break, Thanks. Steve? Yeah, that's fine. Thanks okay. for giving me a second to think about that. Do you need video. another break? <laughs> a sip of water? And Steve, this is all staying in. Sure. Yeah. Dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Less editing for me. No. Yeah, no, I'm trying to make your job easier. Yeah. Seriously. Um, all right, so given just the history and where this podcast is as much about learning who people are and how they tick uh, and sharing maybe opportunities mm -hmm. for learning, um, what leadership mistakes have you made and you know, what, what, what can you share that was really instructive and maybe made you change the way you do things? Yeah, I've never made a mistake, Jeff. Ever. Uh, I've just yeah. been like a perfect leader, yeah. just like perfect Christians that are out there. Like we're all just absolutely Holier perfect. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, I, uh, I, I make mistakes every single day. Um, you know, and so it's interesting that you ask that because I'm like, what's the biggest mistake that I've made? Um, and I don't know if you, it, I think you and I have kind of similar personalities in a way, but um, sometimes. I get extremely excited about an idea or, or something and I don't go back to my, my basics of customer discovery and like, you know, what actually makes an idea tick is, mm -hmm. once again, stakeholders, bringing them in and understanding. And so, uh, as, as some people say, I can get out in front of my skis a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Uh, Sound familiar, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> So we're, we're right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, with that, with that said, you know, there's been, uh, in some of the companies that I've helped start even before this, uh, you know, getting out in, in front of the skis, I, I oftentimes, you know, I'll find myself uh, doing a, a ton of work, um, frankly, for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, like, I'm so committed you believe to a good it. idea and right. getting it back, and then I never actually figured out like what the payment model is. 
um, which is good for running a nonprofit. So I right. found my home. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Here, um, because I can, you know, get funders on the back end of it. But when I was running for-profit companies, like that was something that I was like, oh, I'll start running down this path, uh, you know, really, really fast, and we'll get there and we'll innovate and all that. And I'm like, I forgot, like, who's going to pay for this? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> who's this well, actually providing value to, other than what I think is cool? No, it's true. I mean, so. There's ideas, you're passionate about ideas, and then kind of when is the right time to check on the economic impact, right? Or when, you know, can we afford this? Can we fund it? Yep. Can we do, you know, we have a huge idea. Well, what if we scaled it back by half yep. and paid for it? Right. <laughs> or, or maybe not do it, I, yep. you know, and that, that's something I think that, you know, I'm kind of the same way. It's great ideas, we're making an impact. Oh shit, we, well. Yeah, we can swear on a podcast. I think we um, can swear. Yeah, on we can swear. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we? Um, how do we just make good decisions based upon data? Yeah. And a big input to those decisions are financials. Yeah. Right. But be mindful of that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, very few people have ever made a great innovation by looking at the financials, like. At the same day, like at the same time, you know, Simon Sinek, start with why. Right. Like these exciting things that happen come from people like you and come from, uh, you know, people that get out in front of their skis. It's at what point are you going down the hill too fast? Right, <laughs> that right. That you need to put the brakes on a little bit because at the end of the day, if you stay extremely conservative with every decision you make and you look at the financials, like, Sometimes the market hasn't developed yet. Yeah, and right. Sometimes you could be the person to develop that market if you get if you're trailblazing a little bit and you get some people behind you, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, and get some people drafting you, and you know, then things can really happen. And so, yeah. you know, from that standpoint, you know, that's exactly what it is. It's, well, that's what boards and collaboration, right? That's yeah. really where that comes to play, right? right? Is here's the mission, here's the vision, here's what you see. And then bringing people along to see the same thing. Yeah, I do feel like though, like I answered that question, like I was inter interviewing for a job, and I'm like, the worst part about me is actually this really good thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my worst mistake is this yeah, right. is this good I, thing about me. I just worry too much with attention to detail. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I actually want to try to answer that question a little bit better, and you know. Um, worst mistake that I have absolutely ever made um, was not trusting. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm a big believer in Reagan trust, but Ronald Reagan trust, but verify and all yeah, yeah. that gets my daughter's name, Reagan. Um, but, you know, I had a I had a season in my life, and a lot of it had to do with my post traumatic stress disorder and all of that. That like, you know, being hyper vigilant of who's around you and what their intentions are, and like, um, you know, I, I definitely went through a season of that, and there's plenty of reasons for it. But man, did I make a lot of mistakes during that period. Uh, it was only when I realized, and I think the biggest thing that you know I've come to realize is there's like actually very few people in this world that want to see you fail. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, there's a huge portion of people that just don't care no, if you fail yeah. or, or just <laughs> or just not on the radar or something. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I definitely went through a season of like, everybody wants to see me fail, which put a huge chip on my shoulder and led to some of my success. But at the end of the day, like, I was miserable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think going through the PTSD thing and getting help in that perspective, like, really opened me up to go like, just trust people. Right. They'll prove whether or not they're trustworthy. What? Right. Well, is <laughs> that most of them are? Is and that also an MO? if they do something that is against what you're trying to accomplish? Then they're out. Well, it, it, they don't have to be out, but like, yeah. they might have something that's going on that they're not even paying attention to oh, you. Boy, that's it's, a whole yeah. Yeah, like. No, I'm with you. I mean, assume best intentions. Yeah. Right. So, assume and trust, yeah. right? And just assume we're all on the same page. If they violate the trust. Right. And, and then, then instead of, yeah, I jump to, they're out, <laughs> get them out. But yeah. maybe you're right, and this is, happens all the time. In their prioritization, day-to-day of what's important right. to them, you know, it just might not be aligned. And, yeah. and often it's, it's not that people are against something, it's just it's out of alignment, it's just right. not on their radar. Or, yeah. And I, I'm sensitive to a lot of, like, why is that person? Right. Well, I'm probably just not in their list of things to do and their prioritization, they probably appreciate something to some extent, but it's yeah. way down that list. Right. You or know. like, I've got to make a decision in the next 30 seconds about something that I, I don't know who it's going to impact. I didn't think about Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought like my mission, my organization right. right now, I need to make a quick decision that's going to impact us. That thing might ripple down and affect other people, and I think like some of the biggest mistakes was taking that stuff personal. Yeah, um, that might have affected me down down the hill, uh, if you will. Um, but it, it's also important, and you know, I, I think we'll, we can talk about this generally a little bit. But like the difference between clean tech and fossil fuels and stuff like that. Like when I advocate for clean energy and items like that, like. I'm not actually one of those people that's advocating against fossil fuels. Right. I'm right. one of those people that's saying like the best economic outcomes that we can have, the best highest paying jobs that we can have are in this future of clean technology that we are seeing come. Um, that's an opinion that I have that I've founded on a lot of data and a lot of science and mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that good stuff. That doesn't mean that I think that fossil fuel jobs are bad. Right. Uh, or that they should stop existing. Right. They absolutely should. There's no way that we can turn off natural gas or coal today, and there's no reason for it. Or the right. petrochemical industry, like 50% of EVs are going to be made with petrochemicals, guys. Like, all of this needs to work together, and it would be smart and conservative for everybody to realize that, like, just because you say one thing does not mean it's counterintuitive to something else. Right. We have to raise, especially in our region and in our economy, the best ways that we can provide good-paying jobs for talented young people. Like, I moved here because I think my four- and six-year-old have a really good shot at getting educated here and creating a job that is fulfilling and mm-hmm. something that they can do for the rest of their lives and they don't have to move to New York. Right. And I want right. to be a part of that solution. That's why right. I work for Bright. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, right. So then that's an interesting point you bring up. So do you feel like, so would you say broadly speaking that clean tech, like Bright is defined by a commitment to clean tech? Is that the, 
Uh, no, we, have, we do have companies that are in uh, fossil fuels. Um, oh. so, so it's, we, I would say 95% of our portfolio is in clean technologies or recyclable technologies and items like that. Um, we're defined by the market. The most research that's happening in the state and in this region and the new technology that's coming out is in clean tech. Like okay. that's where the market has told us as a nonprofit that we can need to support. We absolutely, if somebody comes in with a new fracking idea or something like that, if we're in a position to be able to help them to create jobs and economic impact in this region, then absolutely we'll help them. Right, so then what are you most excited about specifically? You're very close to this and our audience is probably watching and observing and reading what's happening, but what, like the tangible things you can say, I mean, I know we have, you know, obviously Altium Cells, $2.3 billion project, 1,500 yeah. jobs, TJX, Lordstown Motors, yeah, yeah. There's that, and that's just Lordstown, right? Yeah. That's just that part of, you know, Trumbull County and the yep. border of Mahoning. So do, anything specific you want to share on like kind of exciting things coming up? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, so um, we were talking about it yesterday, actually. Yeah. I, I, I kind of briefly mentioned it, but one of the best things that we can do as a community is to reach out to people that were born and raised here and then have gone on to do amazing things other places um, and understand that like this is a great place to raise your kids like this is a great place to uh, go biking and go you can go skiing in the, in the winter just down mm -hmm. the road and like there's a super high quality of life here right um, like we have all of the amenities that people wish that they had uh, everywhere else. And, and just to clarify, yesterday Rick and I were on a call or a Zoom meeting. It was a net, networking, yeah. right? Yeah, it was like Clubhouse. But yeah, it was like Zoom for, yeah, Clubhouse on Zoom. And it was uh, a partnership between Ohio X, which is a nonprofit organization committed to technology and innovation, mm -hmm. and Tech Columbus, but it was people from all across the state. Yeah. The three C's, right? Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland. Toledo was there, Youngstown, we were there, Dayton Warren, was there. Warren was there. Warren too. was there, you know, yeah, yeah, right, right. Mahoney Valley. Um, so, but it was interesting that there is no, well, you know, I, look, I, you've been other places. I lived in Columbus for a period of time, and there was always kind of like, well, those people over in Youngstown, but they, we, we, we get respect. Yeah. You know, we're actually demanding it, mm -hmm. obviously, but, but I feel like there's a true collaborative spirit from a statewide level, yeah. and that's important for us to, you know, we want to focus on success here, but I think we're definitely impacting the broader agenda, yeah. you know, from a state and national standpoint. No, absolutely. And so, you know, one of the things that I said yesterday was, who would have thought five years ago that the Mahoning Valley would be the best place to start an energy company in the country? Right. Uh, right. I don't know that we're officially there yet, but I work every day. Right. To make yeah. this the best place to start an energy company in the country. Yeah. And you're getting calls from? <laughs> so, speaking of people that are, um, you know, from here and moved on, um, there's a company called PCK. Mm -hmm. uh, we've just prepped our warehouse um, for, for them uh, to move here. And so they're moving from Austin, Texas, uh, to come locate here in Warren, Ohio, wow. with their new space age technology. Um, it's a roofing technology that, you know, basically, um, makes it so you only have to have ambient te temperatures inside of a building. So huge defense uh, 
opportunities with them and they were able to receive a $10 million appropriation. Um, and so they'll be coming here and doing their R&D and manufacturing here in our facility. No so way. So it's really exciting. That and, is awesome. Yeah. So explain that. Ambient meaning that there isn't an external heating and air conditioning system, climate control system, Correct. right? It's literally they take energy from the sun yep. and then they process that to create. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> basically how it works is uh, in the summer when it's really hot in places like Afghanistan that I... I, I fondly remember uh, <laughs> being 120 degrees and wearing 40 pounds of gear and uh, carrying around a rifle and then going inside my tent uh, that was 150 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically what it does is it lets the good radiation through from the sun and doesn't let the hot stuff go. So it'll basically uh, bounce back uh, the oh, heated radiation and so it'll stay whatever the temperature is outside it'll stay in that in the building uh, so it greatly reduces the God. need for HVAC um, in either direction specifically uh, cooling wow so, yep wow and and once again this um, we just talked about you know capitalism winners losers uh, not that HVAC you know, this is not going to kill the HVAC no. industry. Not at all. <laughs> it's mostly but, for military purposes where, right. uh, you know, you don't have HVAC. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. Well, right, out in the middle of, yeah. you know, places without the infrastructure. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. Any, any other companies Yeah, and then so um, we just signed a client engagement letter with a company called Czar Power. Uh, Tony Frizone is the CEO of that. Uh, went to Field High School down the street yeah. here. Um, ended up serving in the military yep. for 10 years as an officer. Um, and Czar Power just won the Mass Challenge in Massachusetts and Boston. Mm -hmm. uh, his co-founders from Boston. And um, they also just, you know, are really, really quickly moving forward on some large purchase orders for their device. And Tony said, hey, I'm in Texas. I'm getting out of the military in a week. Like, where do I want to Give me a reason start? to come here, yeah. yeah. And, that's what it, and that's what it was, was, hey, Man, like we have a world-class incubator right here in Warren, downtown Warren, Ohio. Mm -hmm. I can connect you to all of the people that you need to be successful. Right. Uh, and you can do it at home in a place that you know you can send your kids to school and and grow. You know, a really great community. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grow in a really great community, and honestly, a workforce that's second to none as far as manufacturing capabilities. Absolutely. Um, and then thinking of like other items for their product of like additive manufacturing and things like this community has kind of all the things that you need to be future facing. And so Czar uh, Power is producing a, a very cool device that uh, actually enables DC fast charging, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, solar inversion, uh, so solar inverter um, and a couple other items in their box that basically, uh, you know, is a partnership opportunity to put a bunch of things that need to go in your house uh, once you want to charge your electric yeah. vehicle, you want to put solar on. And you know, the big thing about it is those systems cost anywhere from twenty five to thirty thousand dollars and Tony and his team figured out a way to do it for between five and ten. That's yeah, it's he's consolidating <laughs> like five pieces of equipment or something. Yep. Yeah, I, I saw those plans. I talked to him you know, one of those people you meet on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Cold you might have been the to person LinkedIn. to send them I to me. I think I did, actually. <laughs> so I'm glad, happy that... You did it. You did it. <laughs> no, Jeff Herman. We, we did it, right? Mm -hmm. But, it, no, well, that's a value of, of really connecting with people yeah. on techs like technologies like Clubhouse. Um, you just never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. <laughs> so. no, and like I said, that's uh, two companies that, through Clubhouse, that we've added to our portfolio here at Bright. And 
um, we think is going to have great economic impact for the Mahoning Valley. So. No doubt, no doubt. Do you have, um, so do you feel like this has all been positive news? Are there any barriers in our way? Are there things you need to like break through, people you want to challenge? <laughs> asking, asking me that question? Yeah, <laughs> I challenge people all the time. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's interesting. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that we need to do as a community is align. Mm -hmm. um, we need to look at what our best and highest you know, use cases are um, as a community, and then how do we make it really easy for companies to grow, um, for companies to relocate, and all of that. And you know, I am so excited for the Chamber's lead, new leadership with Guy Coviello. Um, you know, can't say enough good things uh, about that decision. Um, the guy's a rock star. Mm -hmm. And so, like, looking at the Chamber's leadership and Eastgate with Jim Kinnick and uh, Mike Rupko that works there as well, YSU and obviously Jim Tressel and Jennifer Odo and right. MVMC. And, like, so at the end of the day, a lot of it is just resetting the table. Like, that's what we need to do as a community. And, you know, maybe there's a Voltage Valley line that says, all right, these are our roles and responsibilities for Voltage Valley and for bringing e-mobility to the valley or growing it to the valley. There's additive manufacturing that YBI leads and says, hey, these are the things that we're learning with America Makes and the NCDMMs of the world. And right. this is how the Mahoning Valley attracts and grows meaningful businesses in that space. Right. And we partner all partner with the chamber and get in one economic development line to really grow this community in a meaningful way. Some of it's, you know, just the general, like, let's make it easy for a company, when a company comes in and say, we have all of our agreements with sewer, gas, right. water, the all utilities, that stuff. infrastructure. Like, infrastructure, and like, all of this stuff plays into a meaningful role, but like, as a community, what I want to challenge us to do is to look at us as a community and not just individual organizations, right. or municipalities, or anything. Right. Like the Mahoning Valley, the Voltage Valley, the Additive Valley, whatever we want to be when we grow up. Like, let's pick it, let's work together, and let's make sure everybody benefits. Absolutely. Well, that sounds like a great place to end. Is, Rick, is there anything that we, we left off today? Anything you wanted to share? Something else I probably could have dug a little bit more for that you're like, I oh, didn't ask me about. No, I mean, I, t I, told, every <laughs> I told everybody about, uh, you know, my mental illness. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I think we dug as deep as we can. As no, we can I, this that. was great. And, and I'd say this is like, we did kind of only scratch the surface here today. I mean, honestly, we, yeah. there's a lot more to share. So uh, I appreciate you being on the podcast. I appreciate you every day, yeah. just in all the work you're doing and the team here at Bright Energy Innovators, <laughs> and it's an exciting future here in Voltage Valley, so thanks so much for everything that you do. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, and, um, you know, I think the most important thing uh, that we can have as a citizenry is a well-informed <laughs> citizenry, and thanks for the Business Journal and all the work that you do to make sure that that estate is strong here in the Mahoning Valley, so I appreciate you. you. Oh, I did silence my... Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Ding! <laughs> that, was a, that wasn't planned. That's the end. And cut. Awesome. Okay. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. 
because together we're building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development. So if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend and leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast player. Your feedback is very important to us. We want to make the show better all the time. And if you would like to give me direct feedback, email me, please. My email is j-h-e-r-r-m-a-n-n at business-journal.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. And lastly, would love to thank the members of the Brain Gain Coalition. Those headline collaborators include Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoney Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. And joining them are members of the coalition, including Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, MCCTC, the Mahoney County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of Mahoning Valley. Without them, none of this would be possible. So thanks again for joining us today. And remember, together we are building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development.